June 24th, 2015. It's Watt from Pedro Show.
but not the Love Grotto with Brother Matt not a pleasure point nope I'm in my pad here but I'm not alone I'm joined uh, by the good people of Wire Dolls yeah. welcome aboard yes okay uh, we started off with John Coltrane doing Say It over and over again and then Your Escape by Bob Wire Dolls uh, please introduce in uh, order oh. I'm Eva new, new member yeah, I'm new. New member, but she's a keeper. I'm Isis Queen. I'm on vocals. I'm Pin. I play guitar. I'm Crash. I play the drums. Yeah, welcome. Uh, let's get in, before we get into the band thing, can we go into like the music trips of all the members? Yeah. Who, who was born first? I was born first. Okay. That's Pindle. So, Pin, what's your uh, first music memory you have? Um... I'm, well, I'm Greek, right? So, first thing is just singing Greek songs in the car because the Greeks back in the day when they wrote a lot of political songs and they would sing them in cars because they didn't need instruments. There was a lot of melody, so that's all we would do is just sing in the car. Oh, drive? Yeah, my father would be driving because we would travel. My father would get a van, vanagon, one of those uh, VW buses, yeah. and because he was an agriculture engineer, he was giving speeches all over Europe. We would drive to every country. We would, six months we'd be driving with the You're family. already doing tours. Oh, we were already doing tours. <laughs> we had six different buses in six years, and he would sell them at the end. Yeah, um, beating them up. Yeah, beating them up. And and um, and they were all into Greek music, my parents, of course, except my mother, who was you know, from Crete. She fell in love with Elvis in 1956, and so she has pictures of loving Elvis in 56. so she introduced me to Elvis. So as a young boy, I fell in love with with Elvis, but then I was forced to play piano, and um, I became a pianist for many years, and then suddenly I heard the Beatles, and this guy brought me to his room and said, oh, yeah, check out our friend's son, he likes music, and I went up to his room, and he changed his name to Max, and he was all painted red and black, and he says, do you like rock and roll? And I said, yeah, I like Chopin, and he's like, no, rock and roll, and he gave me the Beatles albums, you know, the red and blue ones, he said, yeah. take these home, and let me know when you know them. And I was scared of him because he was piano? 16. No, just to learn him. Because, you know, rock and roll, I know it's nowadays you think of it guitar music, but it actually started out as piano music. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. All that stuff is, was piano music. Yeah, boogie woogie. Yeah. Even before. Because it had to be loud, you know. At a, at and I think a, also the rhythm. There's something about yeah. that boogie woogie. Yeah. Kind of thing with the left hand on yeah. the piano. That was kind of driving. But uh, I think hanging a guitar on Elvis... Was a smart merch move, you know, help with giving yeah. him a little Even if he didn't play it, it looked good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's very interesting. So we got we got Max to thank for. Max, I don't know. What town? This was I was in Columbus, Ohio at the time. Okay. And 
I always want to go back. Yeah, he was a Buckeye. And um, he said, "Check out the Beatles." Yeah, and then he told me to listen to WCOL radio station on FM, which was like the bad station. Yeah. And at night, I would turn it on, and that's where I heard "Smoke in the Boys Room" was the first song I ever heard. That was an Ohio band, yeah. Brownsville Station. Brownsville Station. And then I got, you know, Led Zeppelin, and and and, and that's I'm when. From England. Yeah. It's okay. But before you knew it, we had we had the Led Zeppelin Club, where if you if you had to recite "Stairway to Heaven" to join the club, we would smoke cigarettes in Courtney Roberts' basement, steal his father's cigarettes, and and so that's when guitar just embar you know just took over. I was embarrassed to play piano. I, wow. I went to my teacher and told her I want to play Elton John, and she hit my fingers and told my parents I was bad. But <laughs> Why? I, He's a piano player. Yeah. But I was rock and roll. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, but one story about that that's kind of weird is that I was a really good little prodigy and uh, on all of our trips they, when we were in Poland my father was teaching we were staying there for two months traveling around Europe they took me to Chopin's piano and I got to play in his childhood piano wow. I was the only person allowed to play it and I played one of his pieces and that was pretty much the last time I played classical piano um, wow that's a good one to go out on yeah <laughs> Isis what's your first music memory you got um well I didn't really have any music in my family. Like we're not a musical family at all. So it's all right. um, the earliest thing I can remember is for some reason me and my sister we would always be given like fifties music, Motown, and like just pop music from the fifties, and we'd always have these CDs from them, and we would end up playing them over and over until they broke. And who came to you, friends? Just I think my parents. Uh, no, my parents. My friends of my parents. Friends of your parents. Um, we had like some relatives that were Scottish and for some reason I remember always being given like 50s stuff from them and want to educate you yeah educate which helped a lot because I, I love you're talking CDs great. so you're talking I'm talking CDs yeah I'm talking like you know 90s well the format is 90s but the music is 50s <laughs> Totally, and we didn't listen to anything else. We'd listen to fifties, and actually, my mom was in love with Jim Morrison, so we listened doors. to the Doors. Okay. Doors was a big influence, and she was so in love with it that we would like. She never listened to anything else. There was no other music ever being played in the house, except for fifties and 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 the Doors. And the Doors. <laughs> maybe because maybe a contemporary. Oh well, I didn't get. Say, I didn't actually get into music no, until I was in my twenties. So no, but your parents. Maybe Jim was like kind of contemporary of that age. Oh yeah, definitely. My mom um, was like kind of part of the anarchist scene in Greece back in the seventies. So um, for what her, was that movie. I remember there was a movie when I was a teenager that was banned. Is it called Z? Greek movie. I remember because Jello told me it's about, told this me about plot. yeah. It's supposed to be fictional, but I think it was too close to the truth about the army taking over in Greece yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And like, there was no porno, but it was bad. Yeah. It was trippy. I think you were supposed to have stuff like that over here. Yeah, they censored a lot of stuff. Remember this movie censored. I'm talking I, I've, about? I've heard of it. Just the letter yeah. Z. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, a little bit a while ago, but it's about these times. And I know late 60s, early 70s, Europe. But over here too, you know, Mexico City, uh, here Chicago, '68 was the intense year. Uh, Crash, what about your first music? Oh, uh, the first memory I have with any type of music, I think it was ACDC, and we were on a plane with my mom, 
I think the whole family, I was three years old or something, and some kid was dressed up with like all rock and roll. He had patches of ACDs, and my mom oh, yeah. started freaking out. She's like, oh, look at these bad kids or something. I was three years old, for, so for me, that was like, something extreme and I just remember seeing that logo of ACDC right. I didn't even know their music or anything until way afterwards I, I mean I was way older when I heard them um, but yeah that was the first, so first memory visual. visual of like a logo that's alright and like years later I mean okay my dad is like a jazz kind of guy so so you had music yeah. in the family yeah oh yeah he listened to records did all the time did he put you on the drums no I started he wanted uh, I was going to learn guitar, I think. I wanted to, but never got a chance. But drums I picked up way later. I just felt like doing it and it's learning cool. an instrument. Not even yeah. in school. I was way old. Oh, on your side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, on oh, your own time. He's only been playing drums for like right. five years five or six years. years yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah before he joined the uh, band, he started playing. Yeah, this is my first band, too. So. But uh, look, everybody's got a different story. I, this cat, uh, Steve. He works with Wayne with the uh, Flaming Lips. And he was playing in his daddy's country band when he was six, playing drums. I mean, can you imagine? Wow. You're in a working band at six. <laughs> so everybody's got different stories. Sometimes it's yeah. more recent, sometimes it's long. You hear so that's why I have people tell it, because I don't think there's one way. Everybody's got a different way. Yeah. Siva, your first music guy? Uh, uh, my Pedro? Yeah. I, well, I've been here my whole life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been on the show twice already. Did <laughs> um, you talk about this before then? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, my my dad he used to sing to me a lot and play oldies, but he also used to, when I go to sleep, he'd play this. Uh, it's like you know, it's, his family's Catholic. It's like church. It's like chanting kind of. Uh, Music like church music, but it's like all acapella and it's like in Latin. Yeah, it's like in Latin though. Sure. So and and there's like no instruments. And he used to play that when I would go to sleep because it was like relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here let's listen to some uh, Bob Wire dolls.
I can smell tadpoles tumbling. Hot sauce fell off my submarine. 20 hours worth of camping. I'm going fishing for two weeks. Scout bones felt mad and grumbly. They rain on my mind went brittle. I never raised my eyes at your country. Still had time to clean your kettle. Seas clotted thickly from cold old breeze. Couldn't drink or think for their stains. Held counsel and lap between her knees. Fought back hard, but still, two they came. Withered sky would beat me down with belts of rain from skies so down on me. Oh, beat me down. I want the skies release their rains. For, for, for fickle little fortunes flopped off the bank. We sprained every back but mine. So green out there, we ate everything. If only I even understood in time. Spread forth with electric chirps and drones. By the blackened suits of the arcade. Nothing left to eat between her homes. So we drank tea on the sharpest grass blades. <laughs> Quickly, except no one wrinkles at it. Hard, too, to scoop out fresh sand. While hungry young nations never had it so hard. Step up, step up, step into the attempt to box you whole. Then we clean the astute off you. Then only need blowing away cobwebs to cover nurses. Shake it with life, spicing the old tunes. I caught my face on the hook of last week. It was day still before I could complain. Cramped and bloody, no one would leave. Metal uterus, pottery dogs, ah, they're all the same. The end of the line called rosary screed. Then we hopped up on marigold eggs, poking the liver with lamprey's juice. Ah, yeah, letting them chill fake chosen untie their silken braids. Salty titles can never be defrocked. While surly intestines contested their boss, hot wax yanked shorties off the clock. We count on your cakes to get us off. Open returns the hot ignition in tone, creaking open into darkened thrones. We won't cross your mind like lucid flowers to become artifacts of every past moment. Then the gale in our throng acts with speculatory power that becomes a garden by extra own. Ah, oh, you might plant now, but mama rants and raves. That was the headline warning off thinkers alack. Any paying off farmers and killers and the slightly insane, as if rising above the dust were like riding a bike. Two kids on three wheels exclaiming without warning, Ah, oh, look out as the black floods came. As mama factions ruthlessly spread the seeds, I'm breeze blowing through your cranium hole in your brain. The evil flight is this martial life, insisting leaves our blocks in the fluster missed out of war scum. Only every scene can tweeze hard light from stone, hold past redemptions sacred, make loads of wine. Know then how fast checkmate will swallow your face.
You started off with Revolution by Bob Wire Dolls. This is off your first record, right? Debut yeah. album. Yeah. Your debut album. Then we heard uh, some stuff from the old, let's call it, former Yugoslavia. Miladojka, You Need, Abiadala, Live, and then Suromansi Bogati, uh, Ha Ha Ha. You know, they spell with X's, though. Yeah. <laughs> In Greece, we do the same. You do too. Yeah. Like they yeah. sound with an X. Right. Yeah, it's trippy. I like it. And then uh, from uh, Finland, Umpio with Hackelfleisch. Hackfleisch. I think that's German, but something. Meaty. I know the dude. Yeah, something neat. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and this guy Penty's incredible cat uh, from Turku. Had to spend some time with him. And then uh, Chris Kroger out of Austin with the poem "I Can Smell Tadpoles Tumbling." Space Pony from Ravenna in Italy. I think Dante's buried there. I'll Find You and Paul Motion with uh, Petra singing Let's Face the Music and Dance. Paul passed away last year. Uh, incredible jazz drum. Uh, Kyoko with... <laughs> she lives in Berlin now, but she's from Kanazawa. Siba Funkie Kabableta. Capoboleta, yeah, maybe it's got some uh, New Orleans in there. I don't know. She likes to blend. And uh, Kim, uh, Kim Salmon and Spencer P. Jones, you know these guys, Australians. Uh, Surrealists. Kim Salmon and uh, Spencer. I got to see him play with the Beast of Bourbon. Great man. The Monkey, and finally uh, Alexandre Nakamura, Ishiyaki Imo. And he's out of. Uh, Sao Paulo. So how'd the band get together? You guys uh, all have kind of... seems like home was big common thing to your music stuff. But what brought you together playing? Well, well it really started with... Bob Wired Dolls. Yeah, Bob Wired Dolls, yeah. with Orange County. Yeah. Uh, we started on the island of Crete in Greece. That's where we're from. Yeah. And... Um, well, you should tell the story, actually, well, about just, the artist, yeah, Tommy, and how it came how it about. Just a prequel. Yeah. Um, I, I, I found it. I met this guy named Matt West in, in Los Angeles when I was here for a few months, and um, I met him at the beach in Venice Beach while surfing. And he ended up letting me sleep on his couch for many months. And one day we had an idea. I told him, "What happens if you know?" If he asked me, "What would you do if you had some money? You're a musician. You're trying to make music." And I said, "Well, there's always the deterrent of time and money." And I said, "Man, if I only had enough time and only enough money." And he said, what would you do if you had a million bucks? And I said, well, I'd open up a, a musician's artist commune. And he said, why just musicians? Why not art? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. So the next thing you know, he got $40,000 like this from somebody. And he said, let's make an artist commune. And I said, well, I, I have a little house in Crete, in Greece, where I live. And, and my mother has a little house. My brother has a little house that's empty. And, and he said, well, let's do it. So that was it. He, we went and we found about... 30 artists we paid for their flights most of them their food and we brought over paint from all over the world Cali people no from all over over. we just discovered them because we you know new people Norway Norway, um, Australia New York Los Angeles and that was 2008 in 2008 and we had this functioning artist commune it was in the courtyard the Zen Garden every Friday night we'd have open parties to the public and people from Iraq and the big city 
and all over would drive there and, and you'd have to follow candles to our house because it was hard to find through this thousand year old village in the mountains <clears throat> and the old ladies would tell them oh this way this way because they knew every Friday night we had an open house party I would go to the morning and there it was just open house party we'd be you know DJing stuff and then we'd have the songwriters who would all sit in corners and we'd pass the guitar around and they would play one new song they wrote that week for the guests yeah and, and it was called the Knights of the Icarus Roundtable because yeah. the uh, artist conference called the Icarus. Because the mountain where we're situated is where Icarus and Daedalus flew from, the legend. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, so it was a really great summer. He didn't make it. Yeah, he didn't yeah. make it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> the... Yeah, that's he had part to find of the, the balance. Mission, the balance. Yeah. It's the, so the, the, poor Pop, too, because he made it for yeah. him. Yeah. And then he had to, like... Listen to your Papa. Him. Yeah. Yep. Your, Respect your elders. They know right. sometimes. So, how's it go from like Kumbaya singing around the campfire to Bob Wire dolls? Well, suddenly, we suddenly hear that, you know, five of the members that were there, acoustic singers, are now moving to LA and they started a band called Group Love and they became actually quite big indie band. And Foggy Molly was coming there constantly. Uh, members of Foggy Molly and Jello even came, My Morning Jacket members. And and I don't know, I had a, I started a band at that point, and ISIS started living there, and one day I said, you got to know Zeppelin, you know, because that was my first band that really made me want to be in rock and roll was Zeppelin. And um, so I played her story, this song remains the same, the DVD had someone had given me, and she made me watch it three times in a row that night I until the morning. Out, yeah. And she didn't say anything, she just said, play it again. I was like, wow. So... In the morning when it was finished, she turned Third to me. Third time. Third time. She said, That's a two hour, a, a yeah. half hour movie. She goes, I want to do that. And I was like, what? What do you want to do? She's like, I want to sing. And I was like, sing? I had no idea that she even had a, an inkling to sing. I don't think she did. And um, But when you're around that much art, you start to absorb it. Yeah, yeah sure. You know, and, and you start I've getting inspired. i about stuff like that all the time. She absorbed everyone's What's songs. What's his name? Uh, Eve's Tan guy, he didn't know how to paint. You know, some. I know even with the uh, Kerouac and uh, William S. Burroughs, right? He yeah. names a, a naked lunch for him. Yeah, a lot of times movements get people going. You you were inspired to paint there. You're inspired to write. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was a you know I was I was an artist when I was a kid. I just wanted to paint when I was around the painters. When 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 I hear someone sing a new song, that was people would be loving. I was like, wow. I'm gonna want to write a good song this week, you know, and and um, so so she, she suddenly decided she wanted to sing, and I was like, well, what type of band do you want to do? And we were like punk rock, and we're like punk rock, yeah, because you know I've been in punk rock since '77. I mean, I love punk rock, and and I was disgusted. Well, with I the think music. that was also the week that we like we received all these DVDs from different people. They're not weeks, but like two weeks, and one of them was Filth and the Fury by the Sex Pistols. And so he put it in, I watched it, right. and Zeppelin gave me the dream, but the Sex Pistols made a reality that you could actually do it without knowing how to do it. I mean, the story of Sid, yeah. that's really strong, the way Johnny Rotten's talking. Yeah. Really, it's tense. Yeah, there's a lot it's of... It's not comic books, it's real people. I, I oh, thought, yeah. I can't remember the cat who did that, but... What was Johnny Rotten to temple. just not, you know, because he's always got some... The thing he's working, but he really lets some stuff out. That's yeah. why I remember of that 
It was really powerful. He cries at some point. Yeah, he, he cries. Talking because about Sid yeah, yeah. and He's what like, they did. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the big motivator. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, that was definitely you know, well. Also, our name Barbara Dolls comes from the idea of the New York Dolls, and that they they didn't really have any structure to them. They kind of just did their own thing, just in a way to go against the system, to go against what people wanted to see. You know, the guys dressed up in drag playing, you know, little Richard type songs in an era that everyone was a certain way. You know, and and that's what we want to do. We were really bored with the music out there, and we were really bored with everything. You know, stuff on the radio, TV, what people what people expected of punk rock, also. And we wanted to take that back and just do our own thing. And 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 that's what the New York Dolls really gave us that, like you know, vibe to it. You take away the English singer. And you listen to the guitars, and it sounds a lot like New York Dolls. I'm not saying exactly, yeah. but there's an influence on that Sex Pistol album from New York Dolls. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. On submission. incredible. I mean, New York, New York. Yeah, John Thunder. Uh, Jerry Nolan on the drums. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, they made a band after well, a couple of them called Heartbreakers with Richard Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing. Starting the band, we were definitely... Our whole goal was to not do anything that people expected from us, to do something that made us happy, a style of music. And that was the punk rock that we were influenced by, something to be something different than everyone around you. And what happened was is that we were constantly listening to all the punk rock that I grew up on, you know, starting with, you know, the Ramones, Clash, and you know, all that stuff, Sex, yeah. blah, blah. And then when she, we looked at YouTube, let's say, and we looked at what's punk rock now, she was like disgusted and so was I and like yeah I was like this is I don't even consider this punk rock yeah. and that's why Co-op. we're like well this is a perfect thing you know let's do what we want to do and you know because this is a lost art for something new I mean you know um, we wanted to be straightforward and, 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 and especially in Greece too I mean you back when we started the band first of all there were no punk bands in the island not Crete one. there was not one and couldn't that's why show. we couldn't get a show anywhere on the island because even at the universities because they just were not interested I mean the the clubs are like no we don't no one's going to come out to play punk and we really didn't know anyone that was really listening to it either except for maybe you know people in their 40s and so forth <clears throat> and maybe they knew of some some punk rock but not, there wasn't like a scene or or youth orientated so we had to go to athens to play shows but um but the, the punk rock, punk rock you know back then when we started the band it was related only to the anarchist scene you know yeah. only underground squats only the elite can listen to it only you know people in the scene were invited sort of thing but the, the real crazy thing is that growing up in Crete, when I was younger, I started one of the first garage bands in the early 80s there, and we couldn't get shows either, so we played house parties. And, you know, we're legends in Crete, of course, you know, and our, the guitarist just passed away, the Mididakos, we all miss him. He was at our last party at the Icarus just this past summer. Um, but, I mean, it was like, a million people, 20,000 college students, and there was no punk-oriented music at all. And the only live venues were playing covers, 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 covers. And 
and it's well, really you know, a farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, you use a lot of manure. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> June 24th, 2015, Dishawa Fido Show guests, Bob Wire Dolls. More about their story. Hold tight for hour two. June 24th, 
Last before lunch. Pedro Show start off the second hour with uh, Devil's Full Moon, Bob Wire Dolls. I never glid before. Gong, live on French TV in 73. Family Room with uh, Better Without. I think that's New York City. Tom Codgelier, he he's originally Torrance, but he's Pedro. I like the lights off. Mini Beast, user of the wheel. That's uh, Peter from Volcano Sons. He's living in Providence now. Finally, Sagatti with On the Way to Another Nothing Master One. Uh, three of them are Italian, one guy is Tom. From up, he just made an album with Nels Klein. Back to Bob Wire Dolls. Uh, how'd you pick the name? Did you guys have the name right away? Yeah. Was New York so. Dolls, was there a connect there? It was, yeah, it was definitely the biggest influence of the New York Dolls. And she's going to be the Bob she's, Wire Dolls. She's such a, like, you know. Barbie yeah. is like you know kind of like a bad Barbie. I don't know. Oh, you mean the doll? Yeah, kind of like that too. You know, it's like oh, it's perfect. Just like a Bob Wire. Yeah. Well, that's part of the lady, fun. Barbed wire because there was the, a lady in the old punk scene, the Hollywood scene in the seventies, and her name was Barb. You know, a lot of the people yeah, I never Barb knew their, the only names I knew was their names yeah. in the scene. Yeah. In fact, a lot of them are like that still. And, uh, but there was one name, Barb Wire. Yeah. And I think her name was Barbara. Yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> People would do it that, works, you know. Yeah. If you had some kind of thing, you know. Like, there's, there's a lot of people thought me and Dee Boone had fake names. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, you would think so. I mean, considering yeah. well, such like great names, Electric. Daniel yeah. Boone and some yeah. shit. But yeah. we actually had real names. But like Don Bonebreak, the ex drummer. Yeah. yeah, that's his real name. Really, Bonebreak is Bone his real name. Bonebreak's his real name. And and uh, oh. Wire, go to bed. Robert, go to bed. His real name really? really is Go to Bed. Wow. wow. I thought <laughs> that was <laughs> Like, Go to Bed, exactly how it's yeah. it's pronounced? Well, yeah, actually, it's from Sweden. Go to Bed. Go, oh, go, go, go to Bed. Some kind of yeah. okay. God yeah. thing. Yeah. But there's also a 70s porno that's called Barbed Wire Dolls with an E-D at the end of Barb. And that's what and we so changed it. We thought it would oh. be funny that because if people were looking up our name on the internet, they would automatically see only the, the porno. Which, sure. Y- yeah. Probably names of all kinds borrowed from that. So there was a lot of the fuck the valley. You know, ninety percent of it comes out of the valley. Believe it or not, yeah. it's the porn. Oh yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. just like sausage factory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good. so right away you're in charge of naming the band. But Bob, do you remember the first gig? 
Was it there on the island? Was no, it a, we couldn't. no, we couldn't. It was in Athens. It was in Athens. Yeah, but I thought, like, like at your own collective, you could like force. <laughs> you, we're going to play. This is our well, we, uh, we, our collective. <laughs> we had rehearsals and and okay. we thought you know we would tell people to come to rehearsals, but you know everyone's busy. Everyone's in the crisis at this moment. Sure, sure. And you know. Oh, a new band. I mean, they, they, so your first gig ends up being in Athens. Being in Athens. Yeah, but we couldn't get a show in Athens either because yeah. they wouldn't. I mean, first of all, again, we we're a punk rock, but we we're also from Crete, so Not they the didn't. Scene. Crete is is yeah, also like right. you know, it's like the hillbilly. The hill, yeah, it's, it's the southerners. You know, yeah, they're provincial. from an island. You yeah. know, what, how good could they be? And we couldn't off. Uh, you know, we couldn't pull in a crowd from Athens because we were from Crete. So um, we got yeah, lucky. Could be the exotic creek band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I know how it is. There's, it seems all peoples get pecking orders going. In. It's Provincials like are really low on the totem like, pole. Yeah. Athens is like let's say New York City. Yeah, I hear a band I mean. from Mississippi is coming. You know, years ago they were like, oh, they must suck. I mean, we couldn't get a gig, but we went to this. We were like we asked if there was a cool punk bar in the city. We were there, and they said, yeah, go to this place called Trepid Fox. So we went there. <clears throat> And we saw all the punk posters, and it was like wild. And then the DJ was playing, like, just horrible music. Like it was just not like, horrible, but nothing to do with punk. And it was like epic metal, epic constant metal. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I was outside of the door, and I told someone, I thought this was a punk bar, and he said, "Yeah, it is." And I said, "Well, what's this music?" And he said, "Why is it not good?" And I said, "Well, no." And he says, "Could you do better?" And I'm like, "Of course I could." And he's like, "Hold on." And he goes and he calls the owner. He was friends with the owner, and their owner zips over and says, "What's the problem? What's the problem?" And I said, "What do you mean? This is a big bar." And I said, "I don't know." And he's like, he's like, "Tell me the truth." I'm like, "Well, your DJ is, I mean, is really bad." And he was like, "Can you DJ?" Better? I'm like, "Yeah, of course I could." And he's like, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I want to play a show, you know." And so ten minutes later, I convinced them to DJ and put on punk rock matinees every Sunday, free shows, because that was the day he was closed. And I invited every band I knew that I talked to. Okay. In so a matter of the first gigs. Then. That was the f- yep. Pretty six much. Six months later, they were packed, and I was DJing till five in the morning, and it was his biggest. So you made it happen. Actu- actually, our first gig was um, we went on TV. Our first gig. Yeah. It was. Wow. Um, we. It was the first. It was like the Keep second. <laughs> second. Year of um, Greece's Got Talent, but we went on that show because we couldn't get a gig it's like anywhere. A game show? Is it like a game show? And uh, we went on the show basically just to like say what we want to say about the music scene and you know how Greece does not allow anything that's not their own folk music, you know, to be put out, you or know, into, into into the masses. I mean, the kids, they grow up listening to terrible disco pop songs that could have been written in the, you know, the 70s sort of thing. There's no, there's, it hasn't evolved at all, you know, and it, it, the same type of music's always been pushed to them, you know. I know that because I wasn't grow, didn't grow up in a musical family, I had to rely on the radio growing up listening to music. Yeah. And I grew up in, you know, in the, the hip-hop uh, period of music on the radio in, in the in the early 2000s and so forth and I could never relate to that music I loved rock and roll and there was really no music ever being pushed and then if I knew the punk scene if I had found the punk scene at an early age when I was angry and, and needed an outlet and needed a place you know a certain type of people that I could relate to it could have helped out a lot and it could have probably given me you know a lot a different sort of I just know that it would have helped a lot in the 
a period where it was difficult for me. So that's what I was, we went on there thinking, you know, we're going to, you know, say that there is a style of music if you're not, you know, into what's being shown, what's being pushed on the TV, what's being pushed on the radio, what you've been brainwashed to hear for so many years, you know. Um, but TV is TV, and they show you the way they want to show you, so it kind of didn't work out the way we wanted to, but that was Couple actually songs, our... Right? Yeah, that was actually you our first gig. You a whole set. It, wasn't, it was a whole set, but they cut it in pieces, and they showed it the way they it. wanted to, yeah. and, you know, they cut out everything that we said, and they only showed what judges said, and it was terrible, but I was judges, a Judges, yeah, but yeah. the lame thing. <laughs> well, at least you play it. Let's play something new from you guys that's coming out on a record soon, right? Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, one of uh, one of my heroes, Darby Crash, from yeah. Bob Wire Dolls.
soldier In this particular place Where they always smile off the face And where they just don't realize How much I really don't get it You think that I could have missed you You think that I could have sensed you In this particular place Where they always smile off the face And where they just don't realize How much I really don't get it
Uh, for Pedro Show, we heard Bob Wire Dolls coming from uh, a new record. What's it going to be called? Desperate. Desperate. Yes. And a song called Darby Crash, one of our great singers from Germs, old days. Uh, Derby Crush from Gay Sportscasters. They're out of Texas. I think Austin. Banditos, Chicago, The Breeze. Nothing by Goodbye, Miss Melvis. Where she's at? I played on a few of her songs. I can't remember. It's uh, the drummer man, Scott Cross from Peru, who asked me. Siobhan. You know, some like Gaelic, right? You got some Scottish people. It's not Siobhan. It's Siobhan. It's Siobhan. Oh, idiot. Uh, new Wave Retailing. Same with Talk Jeff. about Mersh. And Heavy and Row, Deeper D's. Finally kicked a twang by the Rubik's. So, yeah. First gig was kind of a... Kind of a different situation for yeah. the band. But then we did the, the punk rock matinees. Started doing these matinees, yeah. right? Because, again, we couldn't get a show, so that situation happened, and you pin-hooked it, it up. <laughs> he made it happen, and that's how it And then what about Then Torrance started coming, right? Because Greece is only so big, and... No, we we were playing these shows nonstop, and then we said the Icarus was really busy in the summer, the yeah. commune, and we were going to put on another festival. We had like ten bands from all over the world coming, and we were hoping to get Floggy Molly. They were because they come there, and they were like, "Look." So anyway, they didn't do it, but we put on this festival, and since all the money we made in the last year, we put into this festival, and the crisis hit so bad yeah. that we lost everything. Yeah. Everything we'd worked for, and we were literally broke. And uh, but this guy from America saw us playing from LA, who had who liked our band, Barbara Dolls, from MySpace because we had a MySpace at that time, and we had already released an album, you know, a, you know, digital, a demo, demo, yeah. like a demo. Um, and he saw us and said, "Oh, you have to go to LA to be found. You can't. You'll never be found here." And we're like, "Yeah, that's a dream. It'd be nice." And he's like, "Well, here's my card. If you ever need a place to stay, let us know." And then we happened to be going through a store that was giving away DVDs for a dollar, and we kept buying anything that was, you know, cool music. And we, we saw a of Sunset Strip. We had no internet. No money. No. And we see that movie, and we're like, wow, imagine if Rodney Bingenheimer discovered Barbar Dolls. And I'm not joking. Two weeks later, we get an email from his assistant saying, Rodney would like you to send us his CD, He'd like to play you on the radio. Yeah. And we thought, no way. So we sent him the CD. He says to call on this time. Yeah. And so we're in the village. We're staying up. I don't know what time it was. We call him and he says, yeah, I'm going to be the first to play your song in America. I'm like, no, the whole world. And um, he says, why don't you come to L.A.? And I'll be like, that's yeah, a dream. We'd love to. And he's like, well, I'm putting on a show with K-Rock um, in November. Why don't you come and you can play it? You won't yeah. make any money. And we said, are you serious? And he said, yeah. We said, okay, can you commit? And he's like, yeah. So we got off the phone and we started selling everything we owned. Our car, our car guitars, guitars, our surfboards, amps, everything. Um, surfboards. And I had just, you know, I was a professional surfer at this time, which is not no big deal, but it was like in Greece it was a, it was a big deal. And I had my own surfboard models, and I, I just got all these boards, and they're expensive boards that I get for free. And I asked the shaper, I'm like, can I sell them? He's like, yeah, this is your dream, go for it. So I sold those. We sold everything. We bought the tickets. We called everyone we knew, including Flaggy Molly, and no one could house us. And then our drummer, bass player, wouldn't even go. 
And then this guy, we call this guy, and he's like, you guys are wonderful. I'll give you two months in our house in a car. And we're like, we're there. And then we were trying to get our bass player and drummer to come, and they wouldn't come. They were too chicken. They're like, oh, I don't want to lose my oh, job. I have to sell my car. I have to sell my car. We're like, who cares? You know, this is America. This is the dream. Rodney discovered us. So that's why we saw Crash playing. In one of the, he was one of the punk bands that played with us at the punk art matinees. We loved him. He was also bartending. He was also bartending there. At the, at the intro of and um, we said, Crash, you want to come play drums for Bob Dolls? And he's like, yes, immediately. And well, I said, give me a month. I no, need, I'm saying I need to save yes, some money. <laughs> but you need to save some money. Yeah. And, so I uh, worked my ass off, save some money. So we went to America and started looking. And, you know, and the worst part was as soon as we got there, we met with Rodney the first night. And he was great. And he says, oh, I'm sorry. The, the show's going to move to February. And we're like, ooh, but what are we going to do now for three and a half months I don't know it was three months yeah. or something and so he says we'll find a show and we emailed called everybody whenever and no one would give us a show and then the Roxy says yeah you can pay $1,200 I'll give you a Saturday night at 1045 and we're like well, what the heck you know what we got nothing to lose we'll do it we'll go back to Greece and go back to our life and you know of course we saw Decline of Western Civilization and you know we love all that early LA punk right so we said, let's pass out flyers. So we made 10,000 hand flyers. And for three weeks straight, she passed out 10,000 flyers in front of this Roxy. And we sold out the Roxy. And Rodney in introduced us. So that is an unknown band with 10,000 flyers passed out in three weeks can sell out the Roxy. So any band, if they want to do the physical work, not the musical work, it can happen. That's one thing we learned. And, um, and then the other, the other story keeps going indifferently, but um, <laughs> okay. <Get> in second <laughs> that's hour. a long enough one. <laughs> June twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, it's two thousand fifteen. <laughs> Bob Barry Dolls here. Hold tight for hour three. June twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen. It's the third hour of Watt from Pedro Show.
gave up on giving up Taking it on half stride I won't be the same Bob from the Pedro Show, I'll start off third hour with Bob Wire Dolls doing Hard Tack. And then Nudity from Wash. No, Wash from Nudity. Uh, peasants of Wadlin. Jangling Cowboy, Round Eye. There are some expats. They're living in Beijing, they're U.S. guys. In the middle of Inheriton, the Can Can Heads, they're Finland. Peasants of Boston, Nudities. What do, you, what do you call it? Olympia. Who's could do with wheels? Uh, Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. And who to think? Rough mix pork chops and now sauce from behind <laughs> the orange curtain here. So, the big Roxy gig. Fe- February finally comes around. How was that gig? Rodney's gig. Uh, no, it was good. Okay. It did work out. What about U.S. touring? Should start doing that? Well, after we played the Roxy gig, yeah. again, uh, nothing happened. I mean, we, we we were expecting, you know, like a show to be offered or something, but the Roxy gig was over, and then, you know, the Rodney show happened, and then we were just kind of sitting, and then all of a sudden we get a call from this girl called Danny Rose, and she was a booker at the Doll Hut in yeah. Orange County. And she's, you know, heard about us somehow, and she's like, you guys should come play a show at this, the Dodd. It's a, you know, legendary place, and, you know, your name's getting around and so forth. And uh, we're like, well, I mean, we're here for a little longer. Why don't we just do a residency there? You know, play every week. Yeah. Because that's the best way to get your name out. And You know, the Dolls did that. Richard Hale told me when they first started. It's called the Mercury Arts. Yeah something or other and they yeah. rented this place out and he said the whole idea of like one day a week you knew what was going to be there you create a scene that's that's, that's exactly that's what, what he said that's what, <laughs> he said that's what they did with television yeah with uh, CBGB yeah mm-hmm. but they got the idea yeah, yeah. From, from the, the dolls. dolls of course everything came from the dolls and the stooges yeah and heavy five. heavy uh, pioneer yeah. rock so you did a residency with uh, Linda Dollhut yeah. Adult, yeah. We played 150 shows for in LA the first year, free. Free shows. And free. we got so fed up playing LA, but our name was getting out. Yeah. So we learned from you, you know, get in the van, you know, and Jamie Cano and book yourself yeah. and DIY. And we learned from Black Flag. Yeah, you learned from Black Flag, but you were in that era of, you know, SST bands. And yeah. we did uh, five US tours, booking ourselves, played. 300, 400 shows back and forth and kept getting stuck and staying four months or three months in one city and playing residencies and traveling around till we got enough money to move on and book. Sure. Yeah. And then Albini had two free days and we were close to Chicago and we're like, we want to record with you. And well, that's what that stuff from... Yeah. The debut album. Is Tell me about this new record. 
Um, what was it recorded here? The, yeah, it was recorded in um, so, no, it was recorded in Texas, in El, okay. outside of El Paso, Texas, on the border with Mexico, in Tornillo, at this uh, by El Paso. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Close. Really Juarez. close. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, at this studio, it's a, a ranch actually, pecan ranch that has its world class studio called Sonic Ranch. It's in the middle of nowhere and pecans. You mean the nuts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. He he he's a lover of music and of art in general. The owner, but he he was inherited this pecan grove that's just sure. acres, and he took the money and he opened up this amazing desert oasis for musicians. Sanctuary just, for musicians. Wow. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's got like haciendas everywhere and amazing equipment, vintage Different equipment. Styles and Steve Albini. Well, we recorded everything on analog, so Steve and we went to his Neve, so. Everything was again done on tape. Um, we didn't go live too, like we did in, in with Steve. Yeah. Except um, we just did more overdubs on this new album versus Albini. We just did. I just did an extra little guitar here and there because we had no bass player in, for, with Albini, and it made a big difference. And this time we did. Yeah, we were a three piece for a long time. Barbara Dolls has changed many, morphed. many times, morphed yeah. many many ways. Our debut album was recorded. And, and when's it coming out? This new one. We don't know. We're still uh, shopping we, it around. Shopping around. I mean, a lot okay. of labels want to put it out, but they all want to put it out in little areas. We want someone to be able to put it out everywhere so we can focus on Because we did that with the debut album. We put it out Se- with... Seven different labels. Seven different labels. We yeah. distributed it just for a certain amount of you know pressings. Sure, sure. And it, it yeah, it was great, but it gets... <coughs> we tour so much. I got another much. song from it here called Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's listen. I'm still here. I'm alive. Vision. 
Bob from Pedro Show. Surreal from Bob Wire Dolls. Uh, album soon to come. Soon it's it's right and situations for it. Light from outside part three glimpse trio. I think they're Cleveland guys up in the Bay Area. Panorama City president. I think that's Stu with the double night guys. I don't know what you call that part. Echo Park. Silver Lake. What do you call that scene? Hippies in there? Surfer Blood. After that, with other desert cities. Fuck, I can't remember where they're from. I'm sorry, Surfer Blood. But the sir, brother Surfer, so. There you go. No volcano with Keyhole. They're there, Arizona. Brett Nett's in existence, I think, North Carolina. And finally, the extract, The Eyes of My Eyes, which is, uh, I think, uh, Ontario, Canada, maybe Ottawa, the capital. My memory's not so good. Uh, yeah, I ask everybody who comes on the show advice. Well, gosh, if somebody asked you advice about this racket, what would you tell uh, if you love and believe in what you do, like music, for example, yeah. you just focus on one thing in that and just give it 100%. A lot of times people nowadays have 10 different things that they want to do. Right. And they spread that energy around the 10 different things. And a lot of times you can't accomplish anything in the end because you take it halfway. You do a half-assed job. You Too know. diluted. Yeah. So if just focus on one thing, give it your one hundred percent, and watch it happen. You know. Yeah. And for us, that's music. Wise words. Pan. Um. I would say put all of your eggs in one basket. If you really want to be a musician and tour and play to an audience, and because you have music and something to say, and, and you want to get it out there. If it's not the most important thing in your life, then don't waste your time. Just have fun with it. Because if it is the most important thing, it shouldn't be a compromise to get rid of all material belongings, live with your, you know, live in a garage at your grandpa's house, whatever it takes to save money. If you're working, save that money, you know, and put everything into it because there's no excuses. And um, no one's out there to help you except for you to help yourself and people will contribute when you have an energy enough to want to do something. And Number one, always remember it's 100% about your musical creativity and don't do anything to please anyone else. If you do, you'll never, even if you make it, you'll never be happy. So just do it for yourself and start believing you're successful. Just start. Don't even consider success as, as, a, as a something that you should care about. Good, good. ISIS? Uh, don't care what anyone thinks. Definitely mm -hmm. what Pan was saying. Definitely don't care what anyone thinks. And don't even that. look around to see, to get any acknowledgement from anyone else. Everyone's in their own world. Everyone's trying to do what they love the most or, you know, focus on what their whole lives. You know, what do you really want to do with your life? Grab it. Take a hold of it. Don't have any excuses. Don't have any worries. And if you can follow and achieve that, then you're, you're saved totally saved. I mean, you have one life. Why would you care what anyone thinks about it? As long as you're happy, as long as you do what you love, that's the most important thing. Great. See you. Um, 
Yeah, that's basically what they said. Like, <laughs> think like, you have to think of the reason you're doing it, and then don't forget it during the process because then yeah. it, I've seen people stop having fun because they're having too much expectation. Yeah. And you have to do it. You know, if you don't sell a record or show, you're doing it for that one or two people that do get what you're doing. Yeah. And if you forget that, you're gonna stop having fun. And if you're not having fun, then you're you're definitely doing something wrong, or you forgot why you were doing it in the first place. Yeah, all good stuff. It seems like uh, these ain't theories, you guys. You're out in the world. Oh, yeah. It's the reality on the dealio. Yeah. So much, much respect. And I really want to thank you for being on the show. Much respect to you. And I wish you a a lot of success. Uh, Thank you, Mike. I know there's more than three songs on this new record. So if you can flow my way, I would love to play. Yeah. And uh, I look forward also sharing stage with you again a good people I got to play here in Pedro at Harold's yeah. place Harold what was it my second man yes, yes. it was yeah. amazing we'll it's do it again my birthday guys, too right? you know yeah it was your birthday <laughs> so much respect Bob Wire Dolls kicking like Cato respect uh, it's been June 24 2015 edition of the Watt for Pedro show thanks again for coming aboard guys Thank you. Thanks for inspiring us. Make right now warm. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry.